That is a woman's warrior song. I sing that today for my podcast. My podcast is um, on maternal mortality. And your speaker today is Fantastic Facts with Fran. As my first podcast, um, one of the things I think about and why I chose this podcast is giving birth should be the, your greatest joy and not your greatest fear. Despite advancements in science and medicine, notwithstanding, healthy childbirth still eludes millions of women globally. Of 160 countries, almost 80% of maternal deaths occur in these top six countries, India, Nigeria, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Ethiopia, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Honestly, I hadn't really heard of these. Which is another reason why I chose this topic was I wanted to um, share with you about my reasonings for um, having this topic, um, being a storyteller. Um, I, I became a parent at the age of 29, and I um, didn't have a formal education. And my reflection of hope moving forward in this is that as a first-time mother, I was poor. I was aware that my pregnancy would need a hospital, especially as my pregnancy lasted nine months and three weeks. Yes, you heard that correctly. My son came out at a whopping 12 pounds, meaning I required a C-section, an emergency obstetrics procedure for my son who just turned 22 last month. In Canada, I got the obstetrician emergency care I needed for myself and for my big newborn son. However, if I had been pregnant and poor while living in a developing country like Afghanistan or India, I acknowledge I would have become a maternal mortality statistic, as would my son. Wow, imagine that. I spoke about this with my son today, giving him a bit more information. Just to be able to have that international uh, reflection I was looking at something with a doctor, Dr. Jean. Um, Three things about maternal mortality. 
Dr. Jean eagerly pours over annual death certificate reports on weekend nights. Dr. Jean maintains a slide with photos of every colleague he's published with, which is a reminder to continue to join forces with others. And after 30 years of working on childbirth research, Dr. Jean switched to maternal mortality because, quote, death trumps birth in the eyes of the public. That's Dr. Jean DeCleric. Wow. I was looking at some statistics and for me, numbers is what jumps out at me when we started this in the book Half Sky. Every day, 1,500 women die from pregnancy or childbirth related complications, and most of these deaths occur in developing countries. This same study showed that maternal mortality rates are 100 times higher than those in countries like Canada, industrialized countries. No wonder improving maternal health care is one of the eight Millennium Development Goals adopted by the international community at the UN, the United Nations, in 2000. Reports show, if you want to break it down even further, that one in every 18 women die giving birth compared to one in almost 5,000 in the United States. There's another story I can tell you about the United States uh, maternal mortality rate in a bit. The high instance of maternal death is one of the signs of major inequality spread throughout the world, reflecting the gap between the rich and the poor. One of the other things that's important to note, and that was also in our Half Sky readings, was one in five are HIV related and the maternal mortality rate um, as try as they might as yet haven't been able to um, decrease the rate. There are like myself uh, socio-cultural factors that can contribute to women dying in pregnancy labor, labor and perium which is uh, up to 42 or 43 days after a baby is born alive, uh, and which most of the time are neglected. It, in statistics, it says that it's only 4% that are attributed to, to these factors. But then there's also the other, the other uh, core piece that we also read in our Half Sky readings was about uh, the problems with food restrictions and with the taboos that are associated with pre- and postpartum periods in a woman's life, like reflecting a pregnant woman from eating snail so that the child will not salivate, or not allowing the pregnant woman to eat egg to prevent the child from stealing. This study therefore aims at examining the extent to which the factors 
um, for maternal mortality in Nigeria, which is in your um, your readers list that I've sent out. How are you feeling about that? Me, numbers is what gets me. Um, and in the summary, I did write some information of organizations that um, help and notice in my in my summary um, that if we break it down, um, there are 1,500 each day women who die in pregnancy and in childbirth. Also in our readings, in our Half Sky book, um, the women die from a range of complications that we have seen. Some of them are really heartfelt stories uh, that I've taken to heart. Um, The postpartum period during pregnancy or during childbirth, and these can be severe, which can include bleeding, infection from traditional practices like we read in the book, uh, female genitalia um, mutilation um, can lead to a prolonged or obstructed labor. There is something called eclampsia, which is a hypertensive disorder and preeclampsia or an unsafe abortion. I was just shocked by that, um, the, the ideology about uh, abortion. I will speak to that uh, a little bit later, uh, but there are not too many of those. There's like uh, 22 in a two-year period, but still I I was uh, shocked about abortions. So despite medical advancements, maternal mortality prevention is is difficult with, like I said, uh, HIV, which is still very high. I made some, um, I made some other notes as well. Um, in one of the um, in one of the readings um, in Af- Afghanistan, that's in your uh, readers list, um, the population of Afghanistan. Pardon me, I said that prop- improperly. Uh, they have a population of 32 million, and in that population, the estimate is that 460 out of every thousand women who are pregnant die. That's like fucking 50%. Sorry for my language, but that just shocked me as I wrote that down and read this. And even in that aspect, they travel hundreds of kilometers, like is in our reading as well, about, you know, um, just going going to the hospital. Um, but this study was in uh, 2014, and the Doctors Without Borders in a two-year span is the one I was um, talking about the abortions. Uh, they had uh, 21 abortions at this um, Doctors Without Borders, and I think they have like five worldwide in this study. I could be wrong. Um, but they have cesareans, uh, 847, and that would include me as well. And this is lives that are, are saved. 
So in Afghanistan from 2010 to 2012 at the Boost Hospital, over 1,100 uh, women were um, lives were saved. Um, and then you can include another 1,000 that um, needed anesthesia um, or local anesthesia or spinal anesthesia, which is what you uh, normally uh, receive with a, cer- with a cesarean, which is what I had had. Um, so, yeah, that's Afghanistan. And in all, in the two years, they performed... Uh, almost 6,000 surgeries. So you go uh, Doctors Without Borders. That's uh, really cool. Sorry, I'm just checking my time. I I just exploded on on the research that we have on this. Um, I think what got me as well um, in one of the other readings by Minova in the bed Benova is um, that there are 303,000 maternal deaths two point5 million newborn deaths. And this is just for one year. And then you tack on another 2.6 million stillbirths every darn year. The thing that gets me is that it is preventable. The maternal and newborn mortality and morbidity is preventable. I think that is what got me into doing this. (laughs) Honestly, I don't have a guest speaker because everybody is freaked the hell out about me doing this topic. But like I had shared my um, lived experience with my son, um, I would not be alive today if I was in one of the developing countries. So I just wanted to share that with you. And I hope I have provided information for you. Thank you.